Damon, do you like scary movies? Uh, th- first off, um, Anonymous Man, I don't. Oh. Oh. Uh, I can try- get you the phone numbers of friends of mine who do. I'll Would try- that work? Yeah, that'd be They're great. They're all very hold attractive. On, hold on, let me get a pen. Yeah, whenever you're ready, I'm just... Oh. I'm just making one. some popcorn here to watch a Disney movie I've seen six times. I'm um, sorry, that one doesn't work. Let me try a different. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, that happens to me. You get them at a bank, and yeah, it's, it know. says uh, First Federal Credit Union. Yeah, I, I don't even know where that is. Yeah, exactly. You, you probably your mom brought it when she was visiting once or something. Okay, I got it. Okay, got yeah. It. So all my friends are in high school, but they all look about thirty-two years old. I oh, hope that's, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah, that's okay, perfect. Okay. Great. Um, so if their clothes come off while you're killing them. It's not a problem for the rated shame. R. Yeah. yeah. It's not like a legal issue. You know, there's no like, <laughs> um, so anyway, murder. Hey, welcome to your inner child is an idiot. This is the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name is DJ. My name is Damon. Ah! Was that too much? Oh, that was oh, a scream. Yeah. Spooked. It's the Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> Did you bring the chains that I could rattle uh, mournfully? I think you're thinking of the ghost of Christmas past. Well, I mean, mm, I hate future? to mansplain this. It it's future? Jacob Marley. Oh, okay. He's the one with chains? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking of the uh, Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> Gross. Okay, anyway. Um, let me tell you two things. Today we're watching Scream. From 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, Starring Marlon Wayans. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. You're thinking of Drew Barrymore. They are very similar. Two, yeah, that's right. Actors. That's right. You're right. Two, Damn it. Two things about Scream. One, not about Scream. I am so excited to not be watching a Matrix movie right now. <laughs> and I just wanted to say that. Two, I am not excited to watch scary movies because I don't like scary movies. Oof, don't care for it. Don't like triggering my fight or flight. Um, I know people like scary movies. People really, this was a big movie in our high school times. It was sort of like a comeback to the slasher genre. Yeah. Um, I guess this would have been before, like middle school or or. Yeah, I think for, I mean, this is 1996. Mm -hmm. I definitely saw it before I should have. Yeah, so it would have been eighth grade for me. Yeah. And I remember actually, oddly enough, Harry and Phyllis... Picked it up, picked up a copy from its Showtime video. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Second Long shout Hollow out Pike. on two episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Getting a lot love of love. It's Showtime. That video. They're going to pick up real soon their here's, business. Here's the thing um, they were Christians, so there were no naughty movies. They didn't have Scream? No, they had Scream. They just oh. didn't have an adult section. You know how, like, in oh, sitcoms, yeah. there's always the beads and these go yeah. back here. Mm-hmm. None of that. It's Showtime. No wonder they went out of business. Yeah. That's why same well, thing also ha- the medium. So same thing happened to Blockbuster, and that's why. That's the only reason why. It's a twofer, yeah. twofer effect. No porn. Where can I get porn nowadays? Nowhere, because it's Showtime Video didn't carry it. <laughs> um, I haven't seen pornography since six. Was this? Uh, I remember something about Drew, Drew Barrymore's in this, but only in the very beginning. Yeah, she pulls she gets- a Janet Lee a little bit, where she she's sort of the the biggest star in it, and yeah. then she gets killed off in like the first first was, scene of the movie. That was, oh, okay, so, so the, it's a fake out, and this is kind of also like a love letter to a lot of horror, horror movies, which is why, like, I am sure there are many many references that I didn't get when I first saw right. it, and that I still will not get. 
Yeah, I think it's a love letter. And I think it's also like sort of a, I mean, it's a meta commentary on right. those, like playing with the expectations of that type of movie. And realizing now how much older Scream is than I realized, because I, I guess I thought, I don't know. I thought well, they kept making 2000s. them. Well, I mean, yeah, they I made think, a fourth one but a also, few years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I, and there's a TV show on now, I guess, and I haven't seen that at all. But I think I'm also literally confusing it with Scary Movie. Oh yeah, which um, is it's funny. This is a meta commentary on slasher movies, and then Scary Movie is a parody of a meta commentary. Yeah, I'm like guys, fuck off. It's like doing uh like making fun of a Weird Al song. You're like, no, no. Yeah, I don't think you, you get it. That was already a, a thing. He's already doing that, so it just seems like you're just coming up with different jokes. For yeah, the same. You're just writing another verse to the Weird Al song. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I did. I have seen this, and now what I when I discussed this with my lover, yes. Um, please continue to call him that. Does not make me uncomfortable at all. I didn't have chills go up my spine. <laughs> Uh, so I have been begging my lover to uh, call into the show, and he has uh, roundly refused. Steadfastedly ad- refused. <laughs> As usual, he has refused my advances. And um, <laughs> the old ball and chain. Well, good relationship. <laughs> um, I, what I do is I internalize it and then bring it up in inappropriate times like this. Like on a microphone. Uh, no, he uh, won't call in. And he won't be a guest, so he has uh, made me his proxy. Okay. Um, uh, his head of the or the you know uh, what do they do when you die? Uh, when executor. He's made the executor of this anecdote of his. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm going to tell you two facts about uh, my boo. Um, he is he's uh, maybe three years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even weirder for him that he yeah. was obsessed with Scream. He'd been like 11 when this came right. out. Um, and he watched it. And wa- first up, first fact, he convinced his dad to buy him a uh, portable phone, much like Drew Barrymore's port- portable phone in, okay. in the movie. Cordless. Yeah. So as we'll see in nary but a few minutes... Uh, that, that she has a, a cordless phone that you can just sit upright on the counter. Mm. I mean, not just in its cradle, but also on the oh, counter. Okay. It's just ready to grab when you're, I don't know, being attacked by a man <laughs> in a ghost faced mask. Um, so it sits upright, and he loved it so much that he convinced his dad to buy, if not the same model, a comparable model. Right. Uh, so that's fact one. Fact B. Uh, he... And this must have been probably on a Gateway 2000 computer or some something of the like. Uh, he Thank you. would go on his dad's computer and open up the PowerPoint software available in Microsoft Office mm-hmm. and make a PowerPoint presentation based on the stills of the first scene of this movie, the Drew Barrymore scene. Uh, and so he would take stills, insert a text, and then um, he would play it for his father and his father's then girlfriend. They would t- turn down the lights and he would invite them into the office and then would play this PowerPoint presentation for them of a movie that was already made. What? If only there were some way that this scene was already on film. What there was the purpose of this? You know, it's a great question. Can, again, I have to reiterate, he would have been very young. Okay. Um, so I think... 
part of it was like l- playing around on the computer. Want to get some pair PowerPoint practice. Showing, you know, how much he loves Scream. Just wants, wants to put that on the resume. One for could futures. call it a love letter to cinema. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, that is the part that I do get stuck on of <laughs> the why. Why would you do this? Um, I collected business cards as a child, so far be it for me to judge this. Certainly, certainly. And I, hey, I collected piggy banks and then would sort out the coins into different piggy banks. Wow. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of what you do for your job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm actually a sonic car hop, so I have that little thing on my waistband (laughs) where I, ooh, pennies and quarters. Uh, No, yeah, there was a little um, sort of fuzzy bear that was pennies. Uh, I had a head of Popeye that was nickels. Uh, you want me to continue? Or? Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, who else is in this? We got... Nev Campbell. We got Nev. We got Drew. We've Arquette. got Skeet. Oh, Skeet Ulrich. We've got Matthew Lillard. Um, oh, yeah. Courtney Cox, and, soon to be Arquette. Yeah. David Arquette, David Arquette. Soon to be Cox. Um, anyone else? Probably. Can't wait to find out. Cast of oh, thousands. Rose McGowan, isn't she in this? Sure. Thank you. And, of course, Jamie Kennedy. Thanks. One of the big legacies of this movie... Aside is from the, Scary Movie. ...is also the, the mask, right? Mm-hmm. Because that was a really big, really iconic horror movie thing and became a thing, both in terms of Halloween... It was a thing, and then it became another thing. Well... Horror it, movie thing, then it, became a thing. And also, yeah, it became a thing people used in Murders... Oh. Yeah, I was reading about oh, that a no. little bit. Interested in visiting that more a little bit when we start reading about I, I don't want to visit a murder scene with you. Just going to check that out. I'm going to I'm going to dust for prints. <laughs> do a little blood spatter analysis and we'll be right back. Um as of the recording of this podcast, you can watch Scream on Netflix. Ooh. Excited about that because oh, we already pay for it. <laughs> it's usually how network take, Netflix works. Take that capitalism. Take that as in your money. As in the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to. Uh, eventually, it's going to move to the Scream Plus. Oh yeah, only Scream movies uh, streaming. Channel. You'll get your screams. You'll get your scaries movie. You'll get your uh, Scream the TV show. Mm-hmm. Is that still on, or was it like a one yeah. and done season thing? It's still on. I oh, just wow. found that out. I also. just realized how disconnected I am from the youth of America. Yeah, welcome to old. Even more than I was when I was a youth of America. (laughs) So we're going to watch that right now. We'll be right back. Bye. Damon, I'm scared. Hello, DJ. I'm scared that people won't give to our Patreon page. Why? Why don't you talk some more? Because I can't really track what bit you're doing right now. (laughs) Why don't you talk some more about your feelings? And maybe I can sort of get a through line here. Uh, Maybe I should do it the other way. What's Uh, the other way? Like, um, what's your favorite podcast to support? Oh, I like The Daily from The New York Times. No, like on Patreon.com slash your inner title's an idiot, for example. (laughs) Just that specific one? Or? Yeah, what's, what's your favorite podcast to support on <laughs> patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot? I, uh, Answer the question. You know, I haven't been on the, Answer the, the, question. the, the page for a while, but I, are there other podcasts? Wrong, that, now oh, you have oh, to die. Oh, man, I'm bleeding here over here. <laughs> over here. <laughs>
we're like we survived. <laughs> Unlike so many people in this movie, we survived. Well, you know why? Because I haven't had sex with a woman. <laughs> because I am a virgin. It, by the Lord's reckoning, at least. Mm. By most measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Scream as directed by Wes Craven. <laughs> As, as interpreted by Wesley Craven. <laughs> as starred upon by Nev Campbell. Um, will you recap this like, movie for oh, me, please? Oh, man. Okay, so Drew Barrymore, she's in it. Oh, she's not in it. She's been in Testified. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a ghost face killer on the loose. She was the literally one, eviscerated. Right. Yeah. By the critics. No. Mm-mm. By ghost face killer. Not the Wu-Tang version. No. But hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> Everything's all, all okay in Woodsboro. Woodsboro? Westboro? Right. I think Woodsboro. Woodsboro, California. California. Um, oh, a movie set in California? Mm, you don't wow. say. Um, I think I'm mad about it for some reason. <laughs> it's a state. People can. There's good weather there. It's where Hollywood is. It's fine. There's mountains and deserts and beaches. I mean, it's just convenient to. Have it centrally located there. And it got too expensive, so now we do Atlanta. Anyway, I'm recapping here. Sorry. Nev Campbell goes to the same school as the late Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. And uh Why wouldn't they both they're both 31? <laughs> and uh, you know, she's she's also gonna be attacked by the ghost face girl. I don't even know how to recap this. Okay, so let me uh, hold on. Uh, let me try yeah. this again. So she's a high school student. Her mom was killed a year prior to mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. She's still suffering from some trauma. Still? Jeez, get over it. Come on. Your mom was only brutally it's murdered a year ago. 358 days. <laughs> um, but, you know, her boyfriend. Skeet. Off-brand Johnny Depp. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. Um, he's skeet, skeet, skeet. understanding. Um, he pulls a Sam, a la Clarissa explains it all, c- creeps into her bedroom oh. um, for a little over-the-clothes action. Mm. Uh, her dad, I, I know, I don't, I don't you, know what this is. The, this I, like, is either the can second go, scene I can so either far. go hyper <laughs> high or super granular. Let's go. I don't know a way to like just pop in for a bit. Let's go. A guy's killing a bunch of high schoolers. Yeah. Okay. He wears a ghost face mask. Turns out, spoiler alert, it's not a guy. It's a two guys. Dose. And uh, they're both crazy. They both claim to have no motive or all the motives. I couldn't really keep track. <laughs> um, and uh, Nev Calorie, ca- no, Nev Calorie, as they call her, <laughs> um, she kills him in the end. There you go. That's a good recap. Was it? Well... With, so with, we help got from, someone, with help from Courtney Cox. A few people lost their intestines. A few people yeah. got shot. A few people got garage doored. Well, one person. Right. Yeah. Um, one Rose someone, McGowan. Yeah. Someone got a TV on the head. Yeah. That was uh, Earthworm Jim. Oh. Um, and uh, I don't know. Someone else got shot several times. Yeah, I did not Skeet. keep. I guess. This is our first kind of horror movie. Maybe we should. Well, we we'll watch Poltergeist, but we should probably I mean, keep. We watched Hocus Pocus. <laughs> we I should, almost shit myself. We should probably keep uh, track of mur- of deaths. That'd probably be yeah. A good we thing should to... probably be better about that. Um, My apologies to the late victims of Ghostface Killer. Hank Wink. Hank, Hank Williams. Hank Winks. Uh, Hank, oh, Hank Henry Hank Winkler. Wink, yeah. Gets he Barry Zuckercorn gets killed. I did not remember how brutal her murder is, but we did. 
touch on in the intro of the show that Droob's scene is sort of a fake out because right. she's at least one of the biggest stars. I mean, she would definitely movie. be the biggest star. Yeah, in this she'd movie. be the the one you'd want on the poster, and she is that her face I think is so, on there. Yeah. And it's literally she's just in it for the first scene, and uh, you know, in the trivia, which you know comes from INBB, so big asterisks there. But she says uh, uh, that that was like she wanted to just be that character because it would be it would like anything could happen. Which seems like Hollywood legend, like, oh, I, I don't actually want to be the main character of the movie. I don't want to get paid more to I've do I've got more. an idea for you, Wes Craven, yeah, as yeah. Drew Barrymore. Someone somewhere came up with that idea, and I think it's really cool. And yeah. it does kind of play on the... Um, this and it's true. You, it does subvert your expectations yeah. of what's going to happen in the movie. And that's, a, and that's a big thing about this whole movie, and we touched on it a little bit in the beginning, of, like, it's all about setting up the tropes of horror films and both leaning into them and subverting them and all kinds of different ways and calling them out over and over again. Yeah. So it's I very- was surprised, though, how late the movie starts talking about the rules of horror movies. For some reason, yeah. I assume that was much earlier in the film, but it's really in the last big set piece of the movie. Yeah. I mean, there's kind of the theme, the thread running the whole through the whole thing because the, the killer is asking, you know, from the sure, very beginning, sure, that's he asked her, true. like, Barry Moore's character, what what scary movies she likes and then kind of blah, 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 blah. And he does like play games with her and all this kind of stuff. So the tropes are there and like the theme is there, but yeah, they don't start, it gets more and more meta as the third act kind of plays out. Um, It was a little, it was less annoying than I thought it was going to be. The movie? Yeah. Well, the 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 self-awareness because it's like, it is very meta, but there's been so many meta films, both in the horror genre, like sort of from this, the legacy of Scream and then just in films in general and TV shows as everybody's aware of everything more and more with the internet and, and just pop culture in general, like I, there's more meta things than ever. And this was one of, one of the first is certainly in this genre where it was like kind of, okay, everybody wink, 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 mm-hmm. wink, 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 you know, like at every scene there's something, but it was to say it was subtle wouldn't be true, but it was less annoying than I kind of expected it to be. Because, again, I'm conflating scary movie in this in my head, which is a blatant parody. Well, I mean, it does get ham-fisted. The one thing that I do remember that I wrote down as, like, the Marvel style um, of a reference, which is Henry Winkler, who is the president of the high school. Um, he comes Principal. out of his office. Uh, what did I say? President. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, he a was into politics the lately. electoral college, of course, uh, the nerds, the jocks, they have a representative, they have an elector and they elect the princi- president of the high school. Um, the, uh, he's the principal of the high school and he comes out, he, he is about to be killed and the movie is like playing up that he's like starting to get a little paranoid in his yeah. office and he comes out and he sees the janitor there. The janitor played by Wes Craven yeah. is wearing a lunatic red and green, uh, uh, sweater like Freddy Krueger has a fedora on while mopping the the yeah. floors, and um, it was one of those references that I always associate with Marvel, where it's like it's so glaring of a reference that if you don't get the reference, the movie has pretty much just stopped in its tracks, and you're like, DJ, what are they referring to? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to know something. It's so distracting that it's yeah. like, what the fuck? He it's he might as well. I mean, Wes Craven might as well have been dressed as Santa Claus. It's so distracting, right? Um, it's more of a red and green sweater than Freddy Krueger wears a red and green sweater. Um, so sometimes the the references are really ham fisted. The whole last. Uh, scene in a very much less uh bumbling way sort of 
it doesn't it doesn't follow the the beats of the well it does follow the beats of the the halloween climax where yeah. jamie lee Curtis which is playing is, on the tv at the right same time. exactly yeah. it literally like yeah checks back in every once in a while but it doesn't it's not bumbling in that way it's it's much more nuanced in a certain way yeah i am by no means a horror movie connoisseur but mm-hmm. it feels to me like that that first scene with drew barrymore is it's kind of like a it's a classic setup and execution it's very well done. I mean, it's probably the one of the few scenes that I actually got very anxious. I was, which like, is probably not good for the rest of the movie, but right. it was really good. And it's almost like a movie in it, in itself. Yeah, it's like a little mini movie, and it's really tense and yeah. really gross. And she, she, and disturbing. The, the, the the one thing I noticed this time watching was, you know, she sets that popcorn on the burner. Uh, and leaves it, and as the phone calls start getting more and more intense, you, as the viewer, and she, as the the victim, uh, forget about the Jiffy Pop sitting on the thing. Right. And then she starts running through the house, and you realize, oh, there's smoke in the air because it's just been, it's literally caught on fire because right. she's just left it on the stove for so long. Um, it's a really well done scene, and very gruesome, and a lot more yeah. dark than I, than it's even, really it intense. might be even too dark than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, she gets... Uh, corn, her boyfriend is gutted, literally, mm. and um, she's cornered by the killer just as her parents are arriving home. Oh man, that was brutal. And, she can't. She's uh, all, her like, trachea has been crushed too, so she can't. She can't scream, scream for them, and she uh, and as her parents are looking for her. Uh, they pick up the phone, and she's still on the line, so they can still, which Ooh. may not make sense to you younger viewers, but you would have just had one line in the house. <laughs> so she would have just, she's still on the phone, so she can, her parents can hear her dying, and then go outside to see her strung up in the tree with her intestines, like, dangling out of her stomach. Ugh. And there's no other scene in the movie that sort of matches that, so it, yeah. in retrospect, it seems really like... It's really It's brutal. setting up a really much more brutal movie than I feel like actually follows after that scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it is very effective, and it's like, holy shit, they just killed the lady on the poster. Yeah. It is It's very scary to me, and, like, I'm remembering it now. I'm grossed out, um, which is one of the reasons I don't like – I don't like, like you said, pointed out in the beginning, I don't – like triggering my fight or flight response. I don't like being scared, but I also really don't like that much gore. And usually that's a really big part of it. True. Um, gore doesn't bother me as much. It's really the sensation of like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. And there's a couple more tense moments in this, but there's nothing as gory as that first scene that I can remember. I mean, least. it's definitely the most effective. I feel like it's the most effective scene in the film. Yeah. And of course, I think we all took from the same thing, which is the phone. Oh yeah, I mean the takeaway from that cool scene that is like, oh my was. god, who? I'm sorry, can you rewind it, DJ? I wasn't paying attention because I was so distracted by how gorgeous this phone is. <laughs> Get me one of those flat bottom cordless. <laughs> was that a Sony? Ugh. Oh, it's gorgeous. Is what that is a that? Sanko? A Philips? <laughs> <laughs> is that a Sanyo? <laughs> um. We've got Nev Campbell, we got Courtney Cox, we got Rose McGowan, we got Henry Winkler, David Arquette, we got Liev Shriver. Just as a, a non-speaking part as Cotton Mather or whatever the fuck he his name is. plays the uh, person who was framed for the murder of Nev Campbell's mother. 
um, and is on death row now. Uh, presumably, by the end of the movie, he'll be exonerated and released. And become best friends with Nev Campbell, maybe? I don't know. And that's when they get the Sabretooth Craft uh, <laughs> crossover movie. Um, Remember when he was Sabretooth? I do. Maybe? He wasn't... He'll always be Roy, Ray Donovan to me. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about Nev Campbell's mom. so in in the movie nev campbell's mother had died a year prior uh she was raped and murdered yeah and uh nev campbell i guess on trial it's all sort of very vague and leaves you to piece a lot of it together yeah but she pretty much just fingers Liv schreiber in court and says he killed her i saw him leaving the scene wearing this coat that was covered in my mom's blood that coat was retrieved by police thus linking him to the to the murder and in throughout the film it's sort of revealed that her mom may have been unfaithful to her father right um possibly with a number of people in town and it's It's hard to know it's never clear whether that's true or not yeah it's 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 you it's hard to piece together what is rumor and what is not ski ulrich uh, insinuates, but he's also been revealed to be a lunatic right. at the end of the film. But he he states that uh, one of the reasons he also he reveals that he killed Nev Campbell's mother, right, and presumably also raped her, um, and then f- purposefully framed Cotton Mather or whatever the fuck his name is because because yeah. because uh, yeah because I guess Nev Campbell's mother was cheating with his dad with his dad and that well, and that ruined left. his his yeah. parents' marriage. And I'm like, it's the 90s. We're all getting divorced. Yeah. Just Again, fucking get over it. totally not clear whether that's actually true or not. It gives yeah. him motive, but he's also like, there is no motive, but maybe this is the motive. He intentionally right. obfuscates the whole thing. So it's not really, it probably isn't true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, possibly. Sure. Listen up, fuck rag. I'm just going to start, <laughs> I'm going to start trying to work that into, is that, what is that? Is that just something you'd presumably wipe up with after fucking? Well, that's a cum rag. That's an actual thing. Is it? I guess. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, I could see that also Isn't being Isn't it a, a rag, rag you might fuck? Mm. You know, the, the rags over there, you know, it's been a few, you know, it's been a while for you, and you're like, oh, nice rag. Looking good. Uh. <laughs> I just uh, finished dusting my shelves. Oh, did you just come out of the, wah, wah, wah. Just come out of the microwave? Oh, sorry, is that? <laughs> Wait, that presumes that you already put the rag in the microwave. <laughs> you would know. You, the rag. You, I mean, you knew that you, <laughs> you put the rag in the microwave. Um, this ghost face guy gets beat up a lot. I did say, I was, I, that is clumsy. one of the things I liked about Ghostface. It was very human, unlike, unlike the, yeah. He runs, yeah. unlike Michael Myers and, and yeah. Jason. Um, and he is sort of like uh, if Shaggy were a murderer. He, I mean, he is yeah. in a way because Matthew Lillard did play Shaggy in those terrible, terrible Scooby Doo movies. Um, but yeah, he he is constantly getting kicked in the balls and having yeah. beer bottles broken on him and and refrigerator doors opened in his face and having doors slammed on his arm. Uh, I kind of like that because uh, unlike Michael Myers and Jason, who are I guess paranormal in yeah, some yeah. way. He's very human. He's very human. You yeah. know, like the movie seems to be underscoring, like, this is a human being. Right. This is, it's sort of saying, this is a mystery. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a gory mystery and, and a slasher mystery, but it's still a mystery. And we're, right. whoever this is, is not, you know, just we're going to shoot him in the head and he's going to get up again. He's just, it's a real human. Well, and I feel like in the, like, Chekhov's gun sense, anytime you have, like, a a bad guy, masked murderer, whatever, get hit or you hear him go, oh, or whatever, yeah. you know that's going to come up later. Right. Um, and it didn't directly, but it sort of does in the sense that they these are just a couple of fucking guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, you know, and kind of spazzes. Yeah. Especially <laughs> Matthew Lillard's character towards the end. Like, yeah. he's goes full on crazy. His character. I didn't care for literally until the last five. Until he's like losing blood and going yeah. crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about the voice changer. Shall we? Oh God. So a big element of this movie is, uh, you know, nobody recognizes these guys voice, even though they're students at the high school, cause they have a voice changer, but the voice changer is I mean, in real life, thing. in real life, it's clearly clearly just a different person. But this voice changer apparently just makes your voice sound like a radio announcer. <laughs> Hello, Sydney. I'm Kai Rizdahl, and this <laughs> is a marketplace. What's your favorite scary movie? And I want to avoid the Forty East <laughs> as you head on your home commute because uh, yeah, it's. Uh, and then we started making fun of it, sounding like Roz from Monsters Inc. <laughs> Hey, Sydney. Hey, hello, Sydney. I'm watching you. <laughs> anyway, it's a plot device. They, they, cause they put it on, they try to frame Sydney's dad later and they put like the voice changer in his right. pocket, like as a um, frame him, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, you sort of have to go along with it. Just like, you got to stay on the line so we can trace this call. I'm like, you can trace any call. Cause like. Yeah. When you call me on my cell phone, it tells me what phone number you're right. calling from. So it's instantaneous. Uh, you just It's one of those movie devices that you're just like, fine. You know what movie? I'll go with it. Um, yeah. But it is it is would be the finest voice changer of all time. Yeah. Literally just changes your voice to a different voice. <laughs> to Roger Anderson's voice or whatever that guy's name was. Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. No, I've seen that episode of The Simpsons. He's a terrible actor. <laughs> Got a little uh, uh, Nick Cave on the soundtrack, which I always it's the it's the song they use in Peaky Blinders. Oh, Red, is Red it? Right Hand, okay. which uh, always makes me think of Tom Waits' Way Down That's in the Hole. That's probably where they heard it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know if that came. Wes out Craven that, exists out of time. Yeah, he well, he's time is a flat circle. Then. <laughs> um. You confused over Tom Waits at first, and then yeah, it it sounds like a song by Tom Waits. I actually don't know if which one came first, whether it's Nick Cave song or, but they sound very similar. And so I'm always like, "Ooh, Tom Waits! Oh, Nick Cave!" That's just how I I feel. I hear an ugly man singing. Yes, someone who has an uh, let's just say non-traditional voice (laughs) is about to sing. Remember when just having a cell phone was cause for suspicion? That is great. And there was someone uh, who went a little crazy in the IMDb trivia who was just like, now it would be weird if you didn't have a cell phone. That would make you more of a suspect. But in that time, it would be suspicious. And I was like, thank you, anonymous commenter. Can we talk about the music, not the actual music of Mm. Nick Cave or Alice Cooper or many of the other people mentioned, but... uh, the soundtrack, the actual just like score. ambient yeah. score of this movie is out of control in the first, at least in the first half hour. Maybe I can't tell if I got acclimated to it or if it like fucking 
cooled it because it realized it was being weird. Um, but it was just constantly like a school bus, you know, Nev's leaving her first day of school and it like parks at her mailbox and the soundtrack's like, how should we respond to this? Oh, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's, let's just, unless Ghostface is driving the bus, there's no reason to be acting like this. <laughs> well, and I think, I think it is a, and I don't want to give them too much credit, but it, I do, do think that is, that is a horror movie trope. And you, you hit the head, nail on the head when you yelled at the TV, I'm sorry, music, do you know something that I don't? <laughs> Which, yes, of course it does. Like, and that's a, a very, I feel like that's a very, again, not a horror movie expert by any means, but I feel like that's a very common thing is you're like just setting the tension right. to come, even though presumably, at least at the beginning of this scene, Nothing is going on. Like, yeah, she's just at her house. And there's she calls still a her full on 45 minutes before shit. She yeah. takes a whole nap. <laughs> glorious sunset. Yeah, I. It was. Uh, it felt a little bit like the cat on the trash cans in horror movies, where it was like, "All right, stop it." <laughs> um, but yeah, it might play in. Maybe they were going for the uh, "you just don't know what's going to happen." Right attitude of that Drew Barrymore scene. Like, let's carry that on into the next few minutes. Yeah. Can we talk about Skeet Ulrich's hair? Sure. It felt like he was off-brand Johnny Depp. Yes. Which, again, on purpose, potentially, no, because possibly. This, because I forgot or never knew that Johnny Depp was in Nightmare on Elm Street, directed by West Coast. You can't forget what you never knew. I'm not sure I've actually ever seen that movie. I know I've seen like parts of some of the movies. Here's a personal thing for me. Mike Myers and Jason don't necessarily super scare me. I, I don't like jump scares, yeah. which is why they, they put me on edge. But Freddy Krueger actually does scare me. I've never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Wow. And I will also put another aside that me and Tyler always watch one scary movie because he loves scary movies. I do not. But I will around Halloween watch a scary movie with him. And I've agreed to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Parenthesis, the gay one, and parenthesis. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, can you Freddy Krueger freaks me out. Can you guys record an episode, please? <laughs> but Freddy Krueger freaks me out because he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He's not uh, sort of like a mindless, you know, right. killing machine. Yeah. He is like, oh, I'm, I know what I'm doing, and I'm having fun while doing it. And I'm yeah. like, that freaks my shit out. Please stop. Thank mm. you. And how do you, like, scratch yourself? Freddy Krueger. Oh. How do you go to the bathroom? Very gently. <laughs> practice, practice, practice. <laughs> uh, but Skeet's hair um, is so obnoxious in this. He's definitely going for the uh, Johnny Depp, like, oh, what, my hair's in my face? Uh, but it's so, like, hyper-gelled and whatever that it's like, I can see, I can literally see fingerprints in your hair from the hairdresser, like, twisting your bangs to like go in front of your eyes it's so obnoxious like it's chunked in a specific way with like hair gel or mousse or whatever to keep it in certain places it's obnoxious it's like looking at like an abstract piece of art that's trying to be all cool and shit i'm like no i can see someone's fingerprints all over it oh it's so obnoxious this is this movie has a, a fair bit of 90s hair being that it his is the most atrocious example of it. as well as my favorite which is 90s pants <laughs> 90s pants uh rose mcgowan has some uh, she has uh the, she's probably the most 90s but she has a pair of like red like flared pants yeah uh that she wears with a metallic 
like soccer style, but uh, bare midriff shirt. I'm like, that's the most 90s thing I've ever seen. Yeah. She also has a terrible dye job. Not Nothing against Rose McGowan, but I mean, very 90s. Yeah. Like this just platinum, but not, it's almost like a brassy blonde. Like I dyed my hair platinum four weeks ago and here <laughs> I am in this scary movie now. Um, and of course we have Courtney Cox as Jennifer Aniston in Oh, yeah. She looks like she, there were a few times where she literally looked like Jennifer Aniston had just popped into this movie. She almost has like a Rachel cut. And and uh, ev- all of like the curses of the 90s were like thrown <laughs> upon her because she's got 16 different highlights in her hair. She, her eyebrows are just nothing short of parentheses. Um <laughs> She's she's at she looks like a news reporter Barbie as you said. Yeah. Um, her trench coat is like a metallic bronze and is longer than her actual dress she's wearing under it. It's ludicrous. Everything about Courtney Cox's look is ludicrous. I love it. I I love the idea of Courtney Cox going into a salon and saying, "Give me the Rachel." <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. The, they just explode. It can't be done. Um. One of my favorite tricks they use in this movie, which is the uh, when they're about to kill Henry Winkler's character, the principal, they do the knock on the door and then teleport away somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like no physical way because it's a long school hallway with nothing in any direction. Exactly. And then they, they knock and he like immediately opens the door and no one's there. And, and it's like. And if you want to kill him, just kill him. <laughs> if you already know the school's empty, just stab him. Yeah. But they like the game. Yeah. Ghostface loves the game. The game is the thrill of the hunt. He's hunting the most dangerous game. Principles. Fonzie. Uh, why did they kill the principal? Um, he already let school out. He didn't seem like he was in on anything. Unclear, although I read in the trivia, Asterix, that Please. there had been a long period of time in the movie and the script where no one was killed. And they're like, we got to kill somebody. Uh, principal? Sure. Oh, you mean the directors were like that? Somebody like, or the studio or somebody. I don't remember who it was, but all right. I don't know if that's true or not again, but it just seems like completely out of nowhere. And like, I didn't think he would die. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's like, oh, you don't know what's going to happen, but it seems, I mean, senseless seems a very specific word to use, but it does seem senseless. Like why? Yeah. Unless Matthew Lillard also dated him briefly. Well, was that bef- when did that set off the curfew? Or was the curfew already in effect? The when curfew they got- was already in place. Okay. Well, then I don't know. And they didn't seem to give two shits about... What I do love about this movie and possibly hate about this movie is that <laughs> everyone in it is not aware that they are in the horror movie, even though the movie seems to want me to be aware, like, these are the people who are aware of the tropes of the movie. Right. But they still act like the dumb fuck fuckers in any other horror movie. And right. uh, they're dismissive of any like anyone's protections. Like, there's a scene where, where, uh, Dewey. where Dewey and Courtney Cox... Uh, I'm sorry, we're David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Um, Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. Uh, they're going to go down to check out a report about an abandoned car down the street, which is weird because, I mean, Dewey Cox was, or Dewey was specifically, <laughs> like, set up to, like, watch Nev Campbell's character, please. And right. he's like, sure thing. And they're like, oh, but by the way, do this other thing, please. And he's like, sure thing. Uh, they go down the street, and he's like, uh, he invites Courtney Cox to come with him, and he's like, you're not scared, are you? And he puts a flashlight on his face. I'm like, I mean, I know what you're doing, but, like, there's a reason to be scared. You're there's a there because serial killer yeah, on the loose. The whole reason you're there at this house is because there's a curfew and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's weird that in the, in the nineties they had razor blades at the top of garage doors. <laughs> uh, her head actually like gets crushed. Like it's like it gets flattened. Her uh, head does. How did you and Lauren look away during that part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's so Rose McGowan's character. She's going to get some more brewskis yeah. uh, over in the gay garage, um, and she gets trapped by Ghostface, who she assumes is some guy pranking, doing some pranking, mm-hmm. pranking, pranking, pranking. That's a song from Bob's Burgers. Ah. Pranking, pranking, pranking. Um, and uh, you know, which eventually she realizes, oh my god, you know, Ghostface, and. Uh, <laughs> She starts throwing beers in his face. It's like, oh, 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 oh. Anyway, uh, she tries to escape through a garage door that we already know is malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. Um, She tries to escape through a cat door. Um, Gets stuck because of her bosoms? I don't know. I think her bosoms made it through. Oh, yeah, that's true. But for some reason, she can't get through the rest. I'm like, you're probably just push some more. Yeah. Um, Have Have you tried trying? The funny thing is the garage door does not function until there is a human body in it and then it works perfectly fine um and when she gets to the top of the garage door for some reason there's something there to you know crush her head yeah it's like there's like a steel edge or something yeah i mean she doesn't actually get crushed like that's i saw that too and i was like oh she's gonna get her neck sliced open yeah even though there's this the actual doggy door is blocking her from actually getting cut but no you actually see the prosthetic head they built to look like rose mcgowan like go sort of oh and that's why they invaded those little lasers to stop that from happening yeah although in her defense she wasn't under the door she was in the doggy door so would the laser have noticed she was there Mm. Mm. Well, her legs were kind of dangling down. Yeah, that's true. But she never actually stood up, which also bothered me. I'm like, you okay? It's that standing level. Push yourself out. Yeah, get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so that's classic. In a way, she deserved to die. <laughs> and at that point, he could have just stabbed her. You know, true. He point. seems to love stabbing. I mean, I feel like if you were trying to kill someone, like that's really taking a risk. Like, I hope this does it. <laughs> yeah. Because if if not, she's. Oh, running. I hope her yeah. legs don't cross that laser thing, or else this whole plan's ruined. <laughs> Um, why would at the end when um, Nev Campbell has escaped and, and she is somewhere in the house and she actually calls and is talking to the murderers to uh, – what are their names? Billy and – Stu. Stu. And she's kind of taunting them like, hey, I've called the cops, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, like, Billy's looking for her, Skeet's looking for her, and he opens the basement door, and she's in the full <laughs> Ghostface Killer costume, stabs him in the chest with an umbrella, which, by the way, are not sharp, unless it's a knife umbrella. Um, uh, maybe she's the penguin. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it, it was weird to me that, like, I, I, was, I was forgiving of the, the fact that she called and taunted them, these serial killers, which right. is like, okay, fine. <laughs> No one would do that, but fine. But then she not only hides, makes sense. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel like she can escape. She would hide. She ki- she takes her father, who's you know there as well. He's also she, tied up. Yeah. yeah, she takes him into the closet with her, and then yeah. she, I guess, does a costume change, which she I puts, always appreciate. Puts um, the full 
Not just the mask, the mask and the hood, the whole thing mm-hmm. on. Which is kind of sparkly. The hood's kind of sparkly. It is. It is <laughs> I like that it's actually just like a Halloween costume. Like it's yeah. cheaply made. It doesn't it look when you get close to it, it doesn't look good. There's like a visible zipper. Yeah. yeah. Everything's horrible about yeah. it. Yeah. It's a cool like it's a cool scary mask, but it's like if you get too close, you're like, oh. Let's oh, just, yeah. That was fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> right. Um, but I just found that like really it took me out of it a movie that I was giving a lot of suspended disbelief was like, who would, why would you do that? Right. I, I guess. Uh, Unless she's got the taste for it. Is that what happens in the next movie? I have I no know. idea. Um, I, I did, it didn't bother me too much, but it did, did seem like a movie like, wouldn't it be cool? if? Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't bother me too much. Um, seems like you just stab him. Like you're already hidden in a closet. You don't have to be hidden in a mask as well. Right. Um, and stabbing with an umbrella seems like it would take a lot of force, especially like that. I mean, there's a rib cage there. You'd have to push. Yeah. Uh, and But it does give her a wound later to stick her finger into. Right. Yeah. To uh, when, when Billy uh, does his, you know, the pop back up thing. Yeah. Which he does like four times. It's standard. It's, this is the like gospel song of horror movies. <laughs> you keep, think keep it's them. winding down. It's like, oh, no, we're still praising Jesus. Fake ending. Um, you know what I like about? The cameraman in this movie, extremely replaceable. <laughs> this whole scene where the uh, where Courtney Cox's cameraman, played by W. Earl Brown, thank you for looking that up. Of uh, Deadwood, I was like, where do I recognize that guy from? He was uh, one of the guys in Deadwood, and he was also the little brother uh, in There's Something About Mary. Mm-hmm. He's been in other stuff too. But. A very PC role, <laughs> yeah. But he is mur- brutally murdered. He gets his throat slit, and then he's like bleeding all over the top of the van. She drives away, and and she's scared. And he like his dead body like comes on the yeah like forward on the windshield, and uh, kind of brutal. And then at the end of the movie, she's just got a new crew. Yeah, which I mean, which is, is realistic, but also it's like well, it's Jesus. not realistic because it's like within few hours. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's got. I mean, it I mean, all had the last. She's got the place. union list. She could just call down. <laughs> yeah, send Greg and Barry. I need someone to hold a mic. <laughs> yeah, not just. Well, a, she even gets a bigger crew than yeah, she started. Yeah, because she had a, someone with a boom mic as well as the camera, which she never had. She's in for a promotion. So, as you insinuated, I do think that Matthew Lillard looks like if a, he he looks like Earthworm Jim. Yeah. He also looks like if a rubber band became a human being. <laughs> uh, he, he. I mean, he gets. He, as we said, we, he gets very charming once we reveal that he's a psychopathic killer. Yeah. Um, he's completely insane. Uh, he really sells it in a way that Skeet Ulrich is like sort of, I'm just going to still be brooding. Is that okay? And it's like, yeah. whatever. And Matthew <laughs> just going off the walls. Yeah. Spit flying out of his mouth. He His face freaks me out, though. Yeah. Well, and he, he is always stretchy, but he gets real stretchy at the yeah. end. Yeah. And he it's also. It's a Jim Carrey vibe. He really does sell that these are just teenagers who got into murder. Yeah. Like near the end, he gets really whiny about his, oh, my parents are going to kill me. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, at one point, Skeet gets annoyed with him and hits him with the phone. He's like, oh, you hit me with the phone, dick. Yeah. Uh, I think Ghostface, at least in this first iteration of him, because of course. You know, someone else takes on the mask and in later screams. The fact that he's like running and sort of spastic and kind of not entirely like knowing what he's doing. He's kind of constantly getting hit in the balls and yeah. and injured. Uh, it really sounds like these are just two fucking idiots. Right. Uh, yeah. Who are sort of lucked into small town cops not knowing what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it. 
I was into it. Yeah, and especially when, yeah, like you said, at the end, when he's kind of going full, full crazy, uh, it it's charming. Um, Do you feel like this movie subverts the rules? Yeah, or so they follows the rules. They establish these rules, and the only ones. So, what are the rules? Can you? The only ones that should have, much like the movie, we have waited too long to tell the audience what those rules are. Well, and the only ones that Jamie Kennedy lays out. So, first of all, can you believe that Jamie, both Jamie Kennedy and Matthew Lillard are in this movie? Because they seem like they have very much the same energy as actors. True, but Jamie Kennedy, I feel like sells the movie nerd like so guy Jamie Kennedy, very well. Kennedy does a good job in this movie. He's he's the like obsessed with horror movies guy that sort of talks about these rules, and. Um, he at one point they're watching Halloween and he lays down the rules, but he only gets to three. But apparently there are other ones. But well, yeah, the the ghost face also insinuates at other rules. Yeah. during his taunting calls. But Jamie Kennedy says never have sex. Number one, two, never drink or do drugs. It's tied to that first rule, you know, the sins. Right. Uh, and then three is uh, never say I'll be right back. Right. And then there's something other like don't say don't open the don't say who's there. That's this is the murderer says that and then there's exactly I never else. check out an uh, uh, a noise a weird oh, noise yeah. or something, which is the, those last two are what the 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 murderer says yeah murderer yeah. says on the calls. Um, I guess it sort of sub- I mean it, it, it most glaringly subverts the first rule because it it makes a point of having Nev lose her virginity yeah, uh, right. that last. That last night. When they're all drinking. Mm-hmm. They're all drinking. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it is. They say, seems, I'll be right back a lot of times. <laughs> true. Uh, it to seems like it's, it. yeah. it's, it's purposefully subverting the, the last girl rule. Well, like when, only virtuous girls can survive. Right. Well, Although and, she is still kind of the most virtuous girl. Right. By you know, using traditional terms. I mean, Rose McGowan seems to be, you know, the more... I'm doing what I want, and she and Matthew load all over each other in a way that I was like, "Ugh, gross!" I it was hate very to be high around school. You. It was very yes. high school. Um, I wish you both were dead, and I got my wish. <laughs> well, and uh, right after they like the murder tells Nev came on the phone, like, "Don't uh, say who's there," or, or whatever. No, and then she mocks horror movies by saying, uh, "They'll run upstairs instead of." just going out the front exactly. door and she tries to get out the front of the door when the murderer is coming after her, but it's locked. Like the, the chain lock is on and so yeah. she doesn't have time to mess with that. So she does go upstairs. Of course there's a reason to it, but it's, it's definitely it still sort of finds a new reason to follow the same rules, Yeah, which also yeah. kind of feels like a nineties thing. Like I don't really want to subvert the rules. I just want to point out the rules and then find a new way to go ahead and right. just do those things again. It reminded me a little bit of like, we, I think we talked about this when we were watching Beetlejuice where Beetlejuice is a lot of talk about like oh tim burton in general is a lot of talk about like oh people are so weird but at the end like of tim burton movies it's always still the status quo like right it's still like oh the nice happy family at the end really really won the day and i thought about that a little bit when we were watching this like yeah it wants to make fun of the rules but in the end oh it's the most virtuous girl survived and killed all these dickheads oh and i think they would I mean, I don't want to speak for Wes Craven, but I feel like they're celebrating the tropes as well as yeah. somewhat subverting. Like they're saying, aren't these things silly and also awesome? Right. You know what I mean? Like It's not like they're like, aren't these things sexist and we should get past them? Right. They're like, this is the rules of movies and you have to follow these right. rules. When exactly. it's like, and it's like no one, the first person who wrote a three act structure and the movie wasn't like everyone has to do this from now on it was just like 
this works right. because it has an arc and an arc and it becomes the way you do it. And of course you can subvert it. And of course you can do it in a certain way, but you're like, if you sort of generally follow these beats, that's what people expect a beginning, a middle and an right. end from a story. And if you don't, you better have really compelling reasons why, like you're subverting the expectation that there's going to be a, you know, a third act that goes a certain way. But are you saying that that's the reason people didn't pick up my spec script that <laughs> started with a huge amount of action and then was just two hours of denouement? <laughs> you love starting things in media res. <laughs> I like to start them right at the end and then that's it. And they just sort of tell you what happened in the part you missed. Two weeks earlier. <laughs> I feel good. Do you want to go to the verdict? Yeah. Okay. Damon. What is your verdict? Hello, Damon. Hello, Damon. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you call me Nathan? Hello, Nathan, Damon. (laughs) Did you forget my name? Be honest, Ghostface Killer. John Damon. <laughs> John Damon. Johnny Damon. Um, Baseball player, Johnny Damon. The Yankees. And then he, Boston Red Sox, he had to cut his hair, got on the Yankees. <gasps> wow. It's just because his name is Damon. He yeah. ruined my Google SEO for a while. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't see, folks at home, is that I just... Spit LaCroix all over the place. Pumple Moose LaCroix. Uh, hey. Yeah. Your inner child's not an idiot. I like this movie, generally speaking. I don't like horror movies. I will say this movie, I mean, as I said sort of in the first part, its most effective scary scene is probably that, is definitely that first scene with, with Drew Barrymore. I don't recall sure. ever being really all that scared throughout the rest of the movie. And, uh, because I don't watch this, watch scary movies very often, and uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this. Um, it might be a factor of just like I've just sort of been acclimated to the new tropes that this movie brought along. Right. Uh, so it's uh, it's revolution that it brought to horror movies doesn't seem that revolutionary watching it 25 years after the fact. Right. Uh, but I mean, it was still an enjoyable thriller, I guess I would say rather than yeah. a scary movie. A um, few funny moments, but very charming. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I would say this is a good movie. Oh, it seemed weak at the end, but, but you want to do it again? You want to stay strong? Uh, I liked, uh, the focus on female characters. Yeah. Courtney mm-hmm. Cox, uh, Nev Campbell, and uh, Rose McGowan are sort of interesting characters in, for the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> They're not, you know, I wouldn't give them A pluses, but for the 90s, I feel like, okay, good job. Um, yeah, I would say uh, You're a Child is not an idiot. Wow. What do you think, DJ? Well, no, I agree. You're a Child is not an idiot. Uh, like, again, also being not a general fan of the of the genre i was Jean. if if the whole movie was like that first scene um i think which i think was very well done um that is pretty intense for me and so yeah. if the whole movie i'd be really stressed out and i don't know that i would enjoy that but because i agree that that was by far the most tense most and most gory part of it um 
it was okay because it was just, you know, the first whatever 10 minutes of the movie. And then after that, and they build tension and, you know, there there are some other like jump scare moments, but that is by far the most tense. And it was really tense for me. Uh, uh-huh. And the rest of it is, yeah, it's all, it's a, lit, a little bit more just sort of a general thriller with some stabbies here and there. <laughs> the original title of the movie, Stabbies. Um, few funny moments. I know it's not a comedy directly, but it's definitely <clears throat> I know it's not Man a comedy. Up. I know it's not a comedy directly, but uh especially I mean Matthew Lillard kind of getting woozy from Blood Loss at the end was by far the funniest part. Um and it's, it's good. Yeah, this movie's good. Especially I mean I don't know how like real horror fans feel about it, but I thought it was good. You know what? I think they felt seen. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but I do think that that horror fans, even if they didn't feel like it was like a super scary movie, I think they felt like a certain kinship with it. That was yeah. the feeling I got when it came out. It was just like, this is how we talk about movies. This right. is fun. I don't think there was a, and I don't think this is that odd for a teen comedy, teen or not teen comedy, for like a teen based movie of the 90s. I don't think there was a single person of color in the entire Ooh. cast. Did I not notice that? <laughs> um I was just like, which of course, like growing up, I never in a million years would have noticed, but now I'm starting to notice those things, which I hope is good. I mean, we watched some contemporary movies, this, like, She's oh, All That, yeah. and, and that there's much more representation in those movies. Yeah. Even for a 90s movie, yeah. like, not having a single person of color, you're absolutely right. There is not a single one. Certainly not in the named cast. Uh, maybe there were some extras. Come on, Wes Craven. Yeah. Um, but... I, as you mentioned, the the aside from that, the the female characters broadly drawn for sure, but like, but everybody was, you know, it's not like like Skeet Ulrich's character is really deep and, <laughs> and well drawn. I think Nev Campbell is the most well drawn character. She has like a lot of you get a lot of her history and stuff. Um, it seems needlessly dark now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially the stuff about her mom, where you like don't actually know if any of that's true or not. Right. They don't like clear her name really. So it could just be a bunch of needless slut shaming, you know. That right, I get. I mean, it just seems like it just seems like darkness for darkness's sake. Right. I don't know. It, the, the Santa stuff, Claus is a new thing. <laughs> uh, it just seems like uh, just seems weird. Yeah. It just seems like a weird note. Like, oh yeah, she's got this history with her her mom being raped and killed earlier. Don't worry about it. It's just like character shit. There is a moment where she thinks that Billy is the killer. And so mm-hmm. he gets arrested, but he gets out because he has a an alibi. And then she runs into him at school and he's like, you don't still think I'm the killer? And she's like, no, of course not. And, and then he's like, hey, why don't we got do sex Why aren't we no going to do it? And then she's like, well, you know, it was a year ago that my mom was brutally raped and murdered. And he's like, that was a year ago. Get over it. So obviously we know, we don't in the movie know that he's the killer yet, but that's like that's god awful. That's yeah. like the worst, one of the worst things anybody says to somebody in this movie. But she actually gets back together with him after that. Sure. Which is just like, what? Crazy. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say, it was I, the do, 90s. I do think this is pretty enjoyable. And if you just want like a little bit of horror in your life, you can just watch the first scene. Yeah, there you go. A little little uh, Oscar winning short. It's not an Oscar winning movie nor is it a short. So An MTV Movie Award winning <laughs> short. short. Yeah. Uh what do you think everybody? 
why don't you email us, your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can call us, leave us a message, 615-576-0525. You can find us on all the social medias, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagram. want to thank our patrons. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us, and especially Just Cuz. Jacob Grimm. Corey Cummings. Brandon Hardy. Christine in Brooklyn. His Honor the Mayor. Jeremy T. Powellin. Joshua Nicholson. Karen Curd. Larissa Maestro. Dan McIntyre. Hello, Ghost in the Burbs. And Jonathan Day. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. If you want to Yours support. was more Sling Blade than Hello, Sydney. <laughs> Not great at voices. Don't know if you've learned that. We're on the 109th episode. Oh, I've learned it. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys so much for helping us. Uh, keep making the show if you want to support like them. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. What is your, what is your favorite scary movie? Uh, thank you for asking. Probably Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That it's is a, a fucking a terrifying movie. It's a thrilling tale of a failed judicial system. Wow. Why can't they find out who framed him? And why is this judge named Doom? Although I think uh, when he landed on he's Ellis, a Trump appointee. I, when he when he landed on Ellis Island, his name was Dumas. <laughs> I did actually do a whiteboard series early in the Trump administration naming who he would name to, you know, various. And, and Judge Doom was one of it got his, the, the Supreme Court justices.